TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, and it is heard all places that you get your podcasts. Also on the DA Show's podcast feed and search permission granted everywhere that you get your PGPs and podcasts. And it will move on even post this week. We will continue doing the PGP, the permission granted podcast. The show will remain the show. But as you know, this is Mraz's final week. He got a promotion to go over to the local side of things and to help co-host as a third voice, the afternoon drive show on WFAN. And so we are doing a week-long swan song. It's only Tuesday after the show, but so far mystery guests have included Miss Chicken Pesto on Monday, Jolton Joe DeLuisio on Tuesday, and Lisa Ramos, his college classmate who joined us Tuesday as well. She went on to fame as a model and also a host or panelist, I guess, on Guy Code, which was an MTV show. Correct. Correct. Yeah, Lisa Going back to like 2009 or 10, it was great to see her. I was stunned to see her. Stunned. Really? Of the three, that was the most surprising? Totally. But also, she just is such a world traveler wherever she is. Europe, Miami, didn't even know she was in New York. So that was incredible. Could have done without her assuming that Ciara would not have been into me. Hmm. I kind of leave with the first sour taste in my mouth of a Lisa <laughs> interaction off of that. Uh, but other than that, that was great. I was so stunned to see Caroline Chicken Pesto lady, I guess we call her. Miss Chicken Pesto, I feel, is a little bit more Class, honorable. Yeah, yeah classy. Little, little honorable. And I thought Jolton Joe, for the five minutes he was on, it, absolutely crushed it. I Hysterical. mean, bringing up Feed Up Fridays and Buffalo Chicken Pizzas, and yeah, it has been a lot of fun looking back. Feed Up Fridays, I had no idea about. This is unveiled by Jolton Joe. He was our audio engineer, so he was the Pete the Body role. Our evening days, uh, that was 2015, 2016, and half of 2017. One of them, because remember, in the evenings, we had to rotate through. We had James Ward, Steve Morales. So it wasn't a set five days, but three or two days a week we had Joe with him. Right. So he was a big part of the show. He was the reason we had the birdseed bet because he's a big Packers fan, and it was Packers-Giants wild card game. 
So loser of their team had to do something crazy, and Mraz ultimately lost that. But um, what you have, and I've reached out to a lot of people the last couple of weeks to set this week up. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to say goodbye to you. You have a lot of fans, a lot of friends. Lisa came into studio, which was great. And now she was coming in from Queens, so that's not too terrible. Caroline, Miss Chicken Pesto Lady, really wanted to come in. And she just lives in Boston, so she couldn't quite make it work. But she really wanted to come in. Which is incredible. I would expect nobody to come in to say goodbye to me at all. Jolt and Joe wasn't happy. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's kind of the one disappointing. Joe, I mean, you're basically running the show at Iona. Can we get in a car here for five minutes and get over here? <laughs> are you 15 miles away? we got to get you on Zoom. He's a busy man. You're talking about thumbing your nose. He's a busy man. Who knows? But, yeah. But Feet Up Fridays he brought up. I totally forgot about So that. Feet Up Fridays, he said, were when I was off for a Friday, maybe a summer Friday or some other something, Mraz would just totally mail it in. And it became <laughs> a vacation day for Mraz, and he would put his feet up. They would turn the lights off dark when there was a substitute host, and they would order pizza. And just kind of like kick back and relax. And I guess this might be the days also where the fill-in host wasn't in studio. Yeah, there's some parts of this I need to clean up. It's not going to make myself look great, but it's going to make myself look better. Okay. okay? First of all, Feed Up Fridays could no longer exist once me and Bogus, or just me or just Bogus, started doing these shows. Because a goal of yours was to make the show sound like the show when you were off. But this was during an era at CBS Sports Radio where the, the bosses either... Well, first of all, they didn't trust any of us besides you yet. And number two, you know, they were trying to give people in different markets a chance to kind of flex themselves on a bigger show. So we might be a host from Pittsburgh or Cleveland or I distinctly remember Andy Gresh up in Hartford and Boston doing this. And it got to the point where we weren't doing sound check or any of our normal imaging because these hosts just kind of wanted to use these four hours of value to them nationally to do their own thing, which... On one hand, I respect, but on one hand, might have been a disservice to listeners. So the producing aspect, what guests do you want? I'll put up the phone callers when they call. But it was basically them taking the four hours by themselves, us on the other side of the glass, basically being completely disconnected. All the work would happen pre-show, and then whatever they needed from us in the immediacy after the show. So on Friday, specifically this happened, it would be, yeah, it's a Friday night. We're sitting here. We're basically completely being stiff-armed by these hosts. All right, we've given you what you want. This is this is the show you're choosing to do. Now my socks and shoes are coming off. I'm putting my feet up, and we're going to order a couple pies and go to work. Did you literally take your socks and shoes off? I don't have my socks off. My shoes off for sure, and I would definitely put – we would watch because nights, so we would watch whatever baseball games were going on. We might gamble, me and Joe, a little bit. And there was this place, and Joe looked it up. I don't even know if it's still around. It was this place, Pomodoro, and they did personal-sized New York-style pies. And like slobs, we would each order a personal pie. <laughs> Buffalo chicken would be the style. They'd make this great chicken cutlet, the blue cheese on it. We'd get a dozen garlic knots, and me and him would pig out for four hours <laughs> and treat it like we were hanging out on a Friday night because that was what was going on. And those we started to call Feet Up Fridays because we literally put our feet up and shut off the lights and just watch baseball and eat. So when I would host a Friday night, there was work to be done, and you yeah. had to be on your toes. When I wasn't, it was literally like hanging out with your buddy and having pizza and watching sports. Absolutely. I got no problem admitting that now. What are they going to do? Take away where I'm going? But yes. So whatever that was, 2015, 16, let's say the 12 to 20 Fridays you were out. Yeah. It was me and Joe hanging out, betting run lines in baseball and eating <laughs> pizza with the lights off. 
So Chris Moore from Hartford, come on. Now that probably there's a Jody Mack in there a yep. couple times. Now that you look back on 10 and a half years in your executive producer chair, you have been paired with a lot of good guys from the engineering standpoint. Yeah. That you could actually be friends with. I mean, Jolton Joe was a dude that we'll always be friends with no matter what. Even to this day, years later, I'm still friends with him. If Jolton Joe lived, I mean, I guess this goes for mostly everybody I've worked with, lived within 10 miles of me, I feel like I would see Joe every other week still. Yeah, Joe came to my wedding. Joe's the best. Now, we text all the time. You had Kenny Brock also in the first two years. Brock was a great guy to hang out with. Yeah, and me and him really will always have the unique bond because we were kind of just trying to figure out ourselves as young, full-time media employees at the same time. So um, I will always have a unique bond with Kenny with that. James Ward was with us during the evening days, and Ward was – he's a great dude. I mean, again, a guy that – I'm still I went to the his wedding. I don't him. know if you went to his yeah, wedding. Yeah, I did. Yeah, well, the we, Central Park one. I didn't go to the Central Park. I was at Yankee Stadium where you had the reception. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did that. But um, yeah, I'm actually in, still in this big group chat with Jane. We see each other twice a year still. Yeah. Now, Pete, the body you've been with for six years or so. Absolutely. I think is that how? I yeah. It's so weird. It feels five and a half. Four years feels like six years. Six years feels like four years. The pandemic threw everything off. Well, no, to be honest, it might be six years now. I think we took over the slot in April 2017. Now it's 23. Mid-mornings, and yeah. then we went to mornings. But we were with Bogish and Bilotti, so that's that's six years with Bogish and Bilotti. It's a long time. Yeah, the bulk of the show, yeah, which is crazy to think about because we had this whole other era before Bogish and Bilotti. We've been very lucky. Now, Planet steve was in there as well. He was during the evening days, and <laughs> Planet steve would be the one guy that we neither one of us probably stayed in contact with. Well, it's really we. I have the weirdest relationship with him. When we're in contact, we're in contact for about a week straight, and then I'll go five months, six months, maybe I've certainly been a year without talking to him at times, and then a flurry. I was in contact with him at the end of the Giants season. Recently, he got engaged. So I think I'll this is a former intern here. Wow. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. Which everybody saw that Instagram pop and went, oh, that's what happened at that in. What, Steve? Okay. Wow. So we had that. Congratulations to, I guess, the future Moralia's there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. And then, like, you know, he just like a feather in the wind. Like in Forrest yeah. Gump, he goes away for a while and I see him again. And Steve was nicknamed Planet steve because he could be a bit of a space cadet and he lovingly embraced being a space cadet. Yeah. And, and, and was famous for saying, are we still on the air? That was his <laughs> bar. As long as we were on the air, there was nothing to worry about. If anybody got frustrated that something didn't fire, audio wasn't correct, the levels were low or hot or something, his comeback would be, are we still on the air? And if the answer was yes, he'd be like, so what are you complaining about? Exactly. <laughs> what a bar. And really made, I think working with Steve made me look better in the eyes of you or anybody else in the company. Really shined a light that I wasn't the full problem. When we first delivered the news that you were not going to be with us, it was very somber. We were all sad. Um, you were sad. Pete, the body had an emotional um, moment. I think a month later, though, it doesn't feel like that anymore, does it? No, I'm curious how Friday will feel. Yeah. But it certainly doesn't right now for me. I'm I'm kind of enjoying this week. I'm kind of enjoying that this is like not in a good way. I guess it's a good way, but like I just want to have fun this week. You know what I mean? That's what the show was about. So, yeah, I think we got it all out because it felt very sudden. We were also coming right off the Bob's Bar thing, yeah. which really played in a part of it, you know, knowing how much we connected with the audience and everything.
But now, I think because what it felt like suddenly a month ago has now felt like, are we still doing this a month later? I know. With days off mixed in and everything. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Maybe Friday's very sick. Kaplan is rooting hard for tears. Yes. But so far, we're through two days, and I think we're just laughing it up, having a good time. It hasn't felt somber yet. I, I don't know if we'll get there because we had that moment already. I guess Friday will be will be pretty deep. I don't want to say no, and then I am a blubbering mess, and then I look like an idiot. Whatever happens is going to happen naturally. We'll see. Did you cry on your high school graduation or your last day of class or something? No. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, when I, I'll tell you, actually, that's funny you say that. I remember it because my friends still make fun of me this. I cried when New Year's Eve 2005, when the clock struck midnight because it was like starting the year I was going to graduate high school. And for some reason, like I was like overcome with emotion oh. that like my life was going to be changing. Looking back, I don't know how much it really changed. I'm still fat. I still talk to a lot of the same people, <laughs> but I remember that, but not my high school graduation. No, people might've cried like the teachers to get me out of there. <laughs> but not me. What do we think about the people that are tweeting? I'm going to stop listening to the show. I don't like it at all. You I, don't? Because I think it, might, it should make you feel good, though. Well, yes and no. Like, it's cool that people really like me that much that they're upset. But don't take it out on the show. Like, right. You know what I mean? Well, unless they do come just for you, but which is possible. Here's the problem. I I really believe this, and this is my worry. And I am not dissuading anybody from wanting to continue to hear me in the new show I will be on. My fear is what we do on the DA show is so unique and special. And while I am sure that me being me will still carry over some of that, it is going to be a different animal and more sports minutia, New Yorky local stuff that I think that there are going to be listeners who are saying that who may come and check in, who leave disappointed. And then because they've been pounding the table that they're done with this show, they've already set themselves up where you kind of lose two things. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a lot of people that would say I'm quitting the show and I'm going with Merez and then not come back out of, like, stubbornness. Yeah, don't you, you shouldn't, but you never know. People are weird. I don't think that'll happen, but I do understand the sentiment, and I've got to be really careful with how I frame everything because I don't want it to seem like management around here I don't like or I'm at odds with or whatever because that's not the case. And this whole move is a great thing for you. And if I if I ever went too down the road of like, woe is us, being angry, whatever, it would sh- it would overshadow the fact that we're happy for you. I'm personally very happy for you. I think what people are feeling is a supposed anger towards management for doing this. And then they'd say, like, well, now I'm going to boycott the quote-unquote network or the company or the bosses to put it out on them. And I I don't think people will do that because ultimately those are faceless, nameless suits that how do you punish them by not listening to somebody you like? You're punishing yourself. Yeah, right. So I don't think people will do that. I, I do think it's interesting that you say, like, people that will follow you might be disappointed. I'm very worried about that. But... See, the thing is, you're not going to WFAN for our listeners to follow you. You're going there to build something new in New York. Yes, So, So if it is disappointing to the people that are not in New York, that's okay because that's not why you're going there anyway. No, I know that's okay. 
and maybe I care. You can never care too much. Maybe I care too much based on some like, and I shouldn't base everything on Twitter and Instagram, but you know, the interaction I've had, but I've had so many people tell me that. And I'm like, that's great. I'm, I'm fully supportive as far as like, yeah, come listen to me in the afternoons. It's great. But I, I am worried that I like, they don't, understand that they're getting it's not it's not like the da show is existing in the mornings and the afternoons and you're kind of getting two things out of it. it it is by nature just a completely different circus so to speak than what we do in the morning so i am a little concerned and then you know as far as what you touched on too as far as like being mad at management i've had a lot of those tweets too oh like people tweeting me i'm trashing you know management for for making you do this like i mean i still could have had a say and said i'm not doing this like it's a. It's a different opportunity for me. A good opportunity. B. I mean, financially, I I am going to make some more money here. And C. Look, I mean, you've all killed me for not liking to work. I am in theory going to do less work. As far as, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be cutting epic fails or doing. You know, a lot of the hardcore gritty producing work that went into the DA show, the stuff that I joked around about being a hard hat guy. You know, a lot of that is off my plate. Like I I am intrigued by this opportunity to just kind of be me and have my personality on the air and get paid for it and see what happens and work at a station I grew up listening to. So I don't want to, like everybody's tweeting at me, like almost like I'm going to stand up for you because they shouldn't be making you do that. I mean, it is still my life and me making the call. So don't do that either. And it is a promotion. Yes. It is a promotion that the company views it that way. It's more money and uh, it's a great opportunity. Afternoon drive as one of the voices in the number one market in the country and the oldest sports radio station and most successful um, in the history of the industry, you know, it that's a promotion. So yeah. nobody has to be worried that you're being manipulated or taken advantage of. Um, well, I've also gotten this too. And, and you're, they're going, your name's not even on the show. Well, it's not as if the logo flicking behind DA said DA and Mraz. It was still the DA. I'm used to my name not being, that doesn't bother me. Right. And, um, yeah, the, it just, it is a sign of how much of an impact you had on our listeners. And I think that that's just a great thing. I mean, it's, it's great that a people care so much and B that we have a team of people here, myself, cat bogus, you and Bilotti that cherish that I I've worked for some people um, that don't cherish the bond that you have with the listener. And the fact that we're all quite sensitive and loyal to that says that we're really trying to do right by the listener constantly. And we understand that this is going to be disruptive to people's lives and disappointing to some people. But, you know, that just means that what we did mattered. And like I said before, that's kind of all you could really care about if you're in our industry is for just sure. like that you mattered and that what you did mattered. So that's just a great, great testament to you that people feel so strongly because, I mean, they don't feel that strongly about everybody. <laughs> Let's no. face it. And, Not everybody has that. And I have had, you know, people both on Twitter and Instagram, hey, can you check your deal? Can you, can I DM you? And like long stories about how they got into the show. Um, and I mean, I'm this isn't hyperbole, like a couple stories about like life saving, like that our show saved their lives and things we said, things I forgot about, like a moment in time where they just started laughing and they knew everything was going to be all right. Like it, it is, it is overwhelmingly incredible, the reaction. And I think that is the thing I'm struggling with the most that like, 
so many of these people that you don't physically see but hear you every day or watch you on Twitch or whatever and knowing certain life things with through, like, we matter. Like, what we do, it, it feels crazy to say that, but we matter to these people. And that part really, really sucks that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there talking, like, wow, these people aren't going to hear me anymore, and I meant that much more to their lives. Or I mean, they still could hear me, but that's the reality. I get it. And that's the part I'm struggling with. Yeah, I know that feeling. I um, I felt that, uh, that, that feeling when I left Kansas City. We had done something pretty special in the mornings and I was there for almost five years and there was a real depth of bond with the listeners and then they didn't renew my contract I left and I felt even though it wasn't my decision to leave that I let them down I let these listeners down that their lives were upended because I wasn't there and um, I know that feeling of like disappointing people that care about you so much and you don't even know them, but they care so much. Yeah. So that's a tough thing to get around. But, I, you know, I think we'll do a good job of threading the needle where we'll have you involved on in the show to a certain degree. Um, at first, I, I wanted you to be part of the show a lot because I felt the void immediately. And then I said, I got to let Mraz be who he is <laughs> on this new job, a new station. I can't add more into his life. Well, but yeah, I mean, so, I still want to be a part in some way, but I do think it's only fair to the new person take over, whoever that ends up being, that they're allowed to breathe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, and that's another part of it. You, you, We can't have the new guy feel or the new gal feel like they're always under your shadow as well. So we'll thread the needle of you being part of the show and hopefully the Bob's Bar thing or whatever, however it, it evolves, will do. But it does have to be done delicately so that we do do it out of respect for whoever takes over for you. Yeah. And I, and I could just tell you the way that Pete is wiping the system of anything with me involved. I wouldn't be shocked if he ever wants back on the show. I do think that uh, Pete went through that really traumatic, like, Oh my God, I'm losing Mraz to now. I think he's moved forward way more than anybody else has. It, it really speaks to how he was able to both woo, date, and marry somebody else after being divorced <laughs> in real life. In that real life part of him, I am now understanding how Bridget came along and got like Pete's all business. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with my emotions for a day or two. Then, adios, amigo. Is basically the way he's done. You got to see the way he's talked to me. You know, we still have a good relationship, but he wants you need to be done with this. I'm taking care of this. I'm taking care of that. Even so, I will tell you. Without revealing what side we are on, but we are on the the behind the scenes stuff. Interviews are going to begin in house as opposed to the phone ones you just did. Um, and there is a laundry list of names. The phones one being the listeners yes. that called up the show. And Pete has his list of names. And I will say that what I what I believe Pete is trying to garner out of there, I had some slight disagreements with him, and then I realized it's not my business. It's not – I'm not on the show anymore, so I have no right to say this, but Pete is, like, animated in, like, what he believes in and finding a replacement for me, so much so that I was almost scared to give more commentary. Like, I had so much – you're not here anyway. You know, I got one of those. I'm like, all right, you know what? He's right, but, like, Pete is passionate about this breakup. He's all in on this breakup. Yeah, I think it um I think it does speak to Pete's ability to mourn quickly and then move on. Yeah. But I think it also checks the box of Pete has now a real managerial role in something that is very personal to him, who is sitting next to him and 
guiding the show, helping guide the show. So he, I told him at the outset, and he was very diplomatic. He said, do you want me involved? And I said, yes, I want you involved. Number one, out of respect for you're sitting next to this person every day for four hours. I can't foist somebody on you that you're not going to jive with because then it's it's not good for anybody. Right. So you deserve that respect. But I also, I value his radio sense, his loyalty to the show. He wants the show to be great. And um, he's a good managerial mind. So I wanted him to be part of the, the, the process. I but I also was like, but you don't have to do X, Y, and Z. We can let other parts of the company handle that. And he went full steam ahead. No, I want to be part of X, Y, and Z. And I was like, well, we got to, for me, I'm like, I've got to still host a show. I can't be worried about all the other stuff that goes along with hiring the next person. I, I just need to be able to help choose who I think is a good fit. He wants to be part of every part of this. As I'm catching myself doing the one thing you yelled at me for on Tuesday, the humana, 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 last time in here. <laughs> um, no, you're right, but I think that that's the, the beauty of the uniqueness of Pete. I think he wants to be part of X, Y, and Z, not just because it's the guy sitting next to him, but because we haven't had a real interview process like this at CBS Sports Radio in a long time. Like Ever? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, producing jobs have opened up on other shows and stuff, and whenever they come along, you know, everybody comes in in their suits, and they you know, have a good time. But I think it's pre-pandemic since we've had one of these job openings, and... You know, not to pat myself on the back, but it's a pretty big job opening. It's our flagship morning station, the producer there. So I think Pete looks at this as, if I'm going to be real management at CBS Sports, forget the fact that it's on the show I'm working on. I need to be part of this to show that I am meant to be management. Mm. So I think he's looking at it from that point of view. It's not just about who's sitting next to him. I need to sit in there with these other bosses and show I can also do this. Because how many more opportunities will I have to show this part of my bossing part? Interesting. So beyond him being part of our show... It's an important managerial decision, so he wants to be part of the management side of filling this role anywhere. It's the uh, ironic twist in this whole thing. There's no doubt about it. Now, that being said, will it become a classic Pete overthink on his way home after doing all the interviews? How many unnecessary phone calls are you going to get? And the text, and then bogus getting berated in there. This is where, like, forget the Jets. Hard Knocks should be following around Pete for the next month. That's where the good juice is. You said is. this early that this deserves its own reality show. It does. People don't understand how interesting this is actually going. <laughs> like, Pete could become one of the... There's like a writer's strike right now. Okay, you don't need writers. Follow around Pete. Yeah, this is like Ed TV. This is like awesome stuff. Well, I, I don't know how the next three days are going to go. I, I have some more... Secret guests. I uh, have some more bits we're going to dust off. Have some more memories. But um, I'm wondering, the first two days have been pretty sports heavy, ironically. Yeah. Well, kind of like Super Bowl week, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if we start taking our foot off the gas and just do all Mraz remembrance stuff. Let me know now before I stuff 12 topics on a topic list tonight. But, yes, no, I mean, maybe you just do more. Hey, it's your last three topic lists. <laughs> How about me looking to get out of it? No, I know. I got them. That's okay. it. You only got three topic lists ever. I'm actually, I thought of that after Trash Tuesday on Tuesday. It wasn't until the music hit that I, you know, it's the last of it. You don't want to do this for every last Thursday, Thursday, last champ or chomp. But I said, oh, my, like, I'm about to trash Chick-fil-A, but this is my last one. Um, yeah, you're right. Last couple epic fails I'm cutting together here, scrapping together. Uh, but, you know, for P2, 
because I've been privy to some stuff. Last year, the buffoon coming. Um. Well, yeah, because the next get the next producer let's hope doesn't right. doesn't need the an entire montage so pete's been very i got pete's been putting more work on my plate because he's been very hip to whatever's going on with the year of the buffoon here yeah that we're trying to rush out yeah the year of the buffoon has uh created a number of conversations between he and i yeah between he and i as well and the final question is going to be how does the pgp work moving forward i think bogus slides up into side a takes your role to then host side B with Pete, the new producer, or somebody else. Uh, I I agree. Probably the new producer, but we don't even know. Like, we don't – is the new producer going to have enough personality to do that? Is Pete the bigger personality that needs to be on there? Maybe this is all – that's another interview process. It's a month to figure out who the anchors of side – is Bogus here with you on side A going forward too? So he's taking on full more – who's editing the PGP, by the way? Is Pete going to do that? Bogus – does Bogus know how to edit it? Should Bogus, as an anchor who has to work on writer, even be worried about editing it? So a lot of stuff here. You got to shake it out. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's got a lot. Well, I – Stay tuned for the rest of the week. There's going to be just some delicious moments I'm so excited for. So, side B, this will be your final one with Bogues. Howdy, doody, do. Howdy, howdy, doody, do, everybody. Here comes side B. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bogey, it's the side B of the PGP show here. It's Mraz, it's you, Bogish, it's you, the people listening, downloading, and subscribing on the Odyssey app and everywhere podcasts are available. Hello, Andrew. Well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Final side B for you and I. Uh, for now. I mean, no, this is the final side well, B like this. Yeah, I mean, you will eventually, I think... DA gate breakers. Maybe you're the lead guy on side B going forward. I heard I you know. and Boyle talk about, you know, 
what's going to happen, but I have a feeling you and I might chop it up from time to time down the line. I mean, I'm going to be the only one that's going to see you regularly. Right. So Good point. I'm going to be kind of the connecting point between your new hours and our current ones. So, yeah, I mean, maybe once in a while, because we know Pete's not staying late. No to shot. Talk to you. You're not coming in early. I mean, DA could reconnect from his house once he's driven home after the show. Good point. But it might have to be me. You and I um, have not spoken a lot about this. I was on vacation last week. We're actually taping this Wednesday pre-show, pre-show, where DA and I just did side B, side A post-show on Tuesday. Um, boy, PDB is milking the end of this run here for Oldsworth. You know, the last two days he's had me podcast hour four and the best of the DA show because, quote, I have very important meetings about the future of the show. So I already got. Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say about the the immediate future of the sh- of the sh- our schedule as a staff because we're back into flux in August, but there was a week there's a week coming up where it's gonna be, I'm gonna be the the host because DA is gonna be off again, right? You should and you can handle that. You think? I don't know. Here's the problem. We were talking about who's gonna be here. Who do you want to do updates? Who the producers locked in and. There's so many moving parts, vacations, paternity leaves, medical leaves. We have a, just like a, a mismatch a of people coming in, right? And I said, as long as Pete's across from me, we'll be good. Great. 36 hours later. So the week that DA is out, uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to do a lot of the Sean interviews that week. So I'm gonna I'm off the board Thursday and Friday. No, no, we just did this. No, he's actually using that. Did, see, you know, well, this is our last one, Trash and Pete, right? How could we not? And I love Pete, but this inherently was always the issue with him taking on some sort of pseudo management role, of which title we still don't know exactly what to, to and give And again, him. when he wants to be the manager, he's the manager. When it matters to be the manager, not nah, I'm not in charge. 100%. Don't look at me. But here's the thing, because I have had this discussion with Pete, and Pete's been the one that had this home. You know, the whole key here is, you know, you got to, you know, they're, they're quote-unquote giving me extra to do this kind of stuff. That doesn't replace the other the, stuff. The other stuff. Right, it's extra. Right, like when I do BetQL stuff on BetQL, you don't take off from this the show. show, right? Like I, I work sometimes work six a.m. to seven p.m. Granted, a little bit of a break in between, right? That's a company added job with extra money, which is what Pete's thing is. You can't take off, and you know why he's doing that? Because DA's out, and he thinks he can get away with it. Yeah, he. So you know what he's going to do? He's double dipping. He is not going to charge himself a day off, and he's going to take the extra cash that would come with whatever management hours he submits. Well, I mean, he says he's going to be conducting interviews, so he's going to be working. No, no, no. I, but I, I understand that he's, he's not. It's supposed to be on top of the show. It's supposed to be yes. after the show, not instead of the show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it is unbelievable. And I, I've made this prediction, and I want you to follow through on it, whether it's text messages behind Pete's back or not. Yeah. Our preferred method. Over the years, and I'm going to say this jokingly, but it is true. Somewhere along the line in the last six years, Pete dumped off a lot of his pre-show responsibility on me. Yeah. It started with, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I would come in. Now, I had my own pre-show stuff to do. I, look, it's not like we're jackhammering here, but you know what I mean. We yeah, all had things stuff to, to do. do. Yeah. Right. And it started with me. 
Pete, do you need any help with your being a nice guy? Do you need, and do you need any help led to the pandemic, which led to a new division of roles because I felt bad that Pete had to be here, had to be here. And there were certain things Pete had to do for me that I didn't have the capabilities to do from home. So when we came back in, we tried to reset to go back to our old ways. And I would say within three weeks of me returning, the management stuff kicked in. Hey, I got a little extra. Can you do this? And I would be in a help. And he kept taking advantage and taking advantage. Yeah. So now I say that to say, Pete, in all honesty, on the show, great with drops. He's, I, I love him riding next to me. Pre-show, he does maybe a third of what he is supposed to do. And Paul, but, so my thought is, just it, to close this, yeah. is he going to do any of that when the new person gets hired? Uh-huh. Or is this new person doing all of that and Pete's going to act like that new that role always provided all of this that? This is where I was going next. DA does not know what he has signed up for by including Pete in the hiring process for this, <laughs> nor does the person who becomes the new you understand what they're walking into because it's not going to be told to them. Right, and they're going to have the good attitude of, I'm going to do whatever it I got, I'm a team player. Yep. But I said this to you the other day off mic, the second, the number two, how do I describe this? The person benefiting the second most from your promotion after you is Pete. Oh, yeah. Because he's getting a new lackey. Right. Wh- he can't get one over on me. He's getting one over on the new guy. Right. That person comes in. Now, it could be somebody who has already worked on the show and knows the dynamics and knows what's a Sean job and what's a Pete job. Yes, but. But they're still going to want to be nice. And, yes. oh, this is the new way we're going to do things right. now. And here's like, you know, so. Godspeed. Yeah. Well, he, ain't, he ain't pulling one over me and Bogues' face. Uh, so with that, Bogues, I got to say, Cap has been looking for tears. We haven't had any on Monday and Tuesday. We had a lot of tears uh, when the first when the news broke because it felt very sudden. We were coming yeah. off the Bob's Bar show. Uh, I'm going to make an admission. I don't know whether it was the right music playlist on the ride-in. There was a part of me almost got choked up on the ride-in today. I think it's really? finally hitting me on Wednesday morning. And it seems so silly because it's been like a month of goodbyes and everything. Yeah. But this really is the finality of ten and a half years of my life. Right. Uh, and you know me, I'm a big blubbering fat moron. So, I don't know, you know, don't, I, Cap, maybe the window is cracked, cracked back open. Maybe. We have three shows left. Maybe. Maybe Friday will be that. I don't know. But, um, you know, either way. I mean, this really is coming to an end here. So, I want to leave you with two questions. A... You're the only one here. Well, I guess DA tr- too. Pete yeah. and me cried. Will there be any tears from Bogish A and B if we could put ball busting aside here for a second? I was thinking of this on my trip in. Undoubtedly, my favorite moment, the moment when I close my eyes and I think of when I laugh the hardest at the DA show will always be the heel should not be named retirement ceremony. <laughs> and you're a big reason why. It's not just the audio, which the song that he sings goes on and on forever, but the visual of your arms just getting tired, <laughs> holding a rope up with a Vikings jersey is, is like a clip forever in my mind. So all yeah. the funny stuff we've been through, wienerships, chicken challenges, the early days, the overnight days, and then obviously joining you guys the early days and all the stupid stuff we've done. You and I arguing over monkeys at the zoo, yeah. all of that. That's the one. It's the you should not be named. So I'm curious, as this chapter of the DA show closes, you close your eyes. What pops to your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not a good list guy. Um, the the the, the Jersey retirement's a good one. I mean, I it's hard. It's not. I don't think this is the, the answer you're looking for. But like, it's hard to top Bob's bar. Yeah. It's hard to top everyone coming together 
but a singular bit, ah, uh, man, I don't know. That's tough. But I was, I've, I've been trying to, you know, I, I started it on Tuesday. I threw a clip into Stun to a News about you. So I've been, that led me to just start watching more and more things on our YouTube page. So I'm, my, my memory's being refreshed a lot. So I don't have a good answer for you at the moment. But I mean, it's just how dumb we are is pretty, <laughs> is pretty, and not in like an, not, not, you know, book smart, intelligent way, just like, we're idiots. Yeah. We're idiots. And people love it. Right. Because that's it's the other thing, too, is like too. when I click on these videos to watch, and what was I watching yesterday? Well, first, I, you know, I found the, um, the one I played about, um, did I play the Oral Roberts one? No, I played. I played the. For I already your, forgot your uh, the accident. Yes, but I also found the Oral Roberts Colgate. I can't believe there's two schools in the tournament named after toothpaste companies. I was right about one of them. But there's, you know, there's thousands of views and comments, and this is great. Thank you guys so much. Like it's just, it's remarkable how um, we can be so sometimes untalented and dumb. And people respond to it. It should be interesting to see the show going forward. I'm looking forward to ingesting it as a fan, Bogues. So what's your immediate plan? Like next week, is it, you know, DA's out. I'm off, right? I mean, I'm out. Yeah, no, next, so next week is the week that Pete's leaving me again. So next week what's is the... What's the PGP look like next week? I don't, I got to do all of it. And we don't, there's no, so there's no Boyle next week because Boyle's on vacation. So there's some Caserta, there's a Schwartz day, there's oh, a CeeLo day, there's some Pete days. Ryan from yesterday is going to be on the board a couple of times. Well, I've decided, because my new schedule, my Friday mornings for the You can't future, be on a, a PGP no, next week. What I'm going to tell you is that my lawn cutting is going to get shifted, I think, to Friday mornings in the immediacy of the summer. Okay. Because I'm usually a Thursday evening guy, and now I'm yeah, not going to be home. That's a tough decision. Do you want to be out in the sun, sweating, getting hot, and then come to the sh- come to the show? 8 a.m. Shower. All First right. thing I do when I wake up. That being said... Ooh, that's, P- then you're a bad neighbor. 8 a.m. cutting the grass? I don't that's care. Kind of early. PGP is going to be my lawn cutting listen. Okay. So keep me entertained next week. It'll just be silence of me looking around or... An empty room. Who Fair. do I talk to? Fair enough. Well, I got to wrap up the PG because we're doing this pre-show, and I know there's no shot Pete's picked up any of the work I have to do. Amen. So, And I got to pick up whatever work Pete has to do, even though he's been here. Uh, so where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Sean Morash. And you could definitely follow me at Sean Morash. Remember, my parents spelled my name S-H-A-U-N-U-N-M-O-R-A-S-H. Uh, howdy, doody, do. And take care, everybody, for one final time. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.